It's no secret that the both of us are running out of time. So hello from the other side. I must have called a thousand times to tell you I'm sorry for everything that I've done. But when I call you, You know what I realized? Somebody posted this up a couple uh, uh, earlier today, and I was looking at it on Twitter, and it hit me so hard, I had to stop and really think about it. The person who was down for you when you didn't have nothing is a person you should spoil for the rest of their life. Okay. If Nisha gave me COVID, I'd be like, you know what? I'm cool with that, because when I didn't have a job, she held me down. And that was like when we first got married. She didn't have to. She could have dipped out. I didn't have a job for a straight year. I was just a teacher's assistant at a preschool while I was waiting for a state job to open up. So if she gave me COVID, I mean, she already broke my dick. What, what's, what's a, you know, what, what, what do they say on that, uh, Jay-Z Kanye song? What's a knight to a king? That don't sound like an equal trade to me. What COVID and a broken dick? Versus working when i was already gonna work i feel like i feel like she came out on top but she probably did i would like to think she did on that trade because i would like to say i'm 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 still willing and able to give her whatever she wants and give her the world but at the same time it was just interesting at that age knowing that there was somebody who was willing to honestly not fall into the tropes that i thought of relationships were at that time what i had been told by the streets what i had been told by the homies because my dad didn't tell me shit which was when you're down and out who's gonna stand by you and it turned out she would and i won't forget that forget it uh-huh you gotta raise the game you gotta raise the level mm-hmm. I am raising the, i'm raising it up uh, I took my shirt off and, and twisted around my head and swung like That's a helicopter. Right. I'm, Raise I'm, that I'm, up. I'm up in the levels, but I'm going to still make sure that she wants for nothing while she's still making more money than me. <laughs> well, she's making sure you want for nothing. Nah, she's only got one paycheck so far. She ain't making sure I want for nothing yet. We'll get there. But right now, we still living off the dividends of my hard work. There you go. So you already made it up. Now it's time for you to sit back and get strawberries fed to you over the top with champagne I, I on want, the side. I want, I want the grapes. I've never yeah, been a grapes. strawberry fed type. I want the like stem of grapes. Now the nice turn. cold, you know, the 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 not the black grapes, but the red grapes, seedless. Bam, those are like the best grapes in the world. I can literally <laughs> one time I ate <laughs> I ate a whole bag of them because they were so cold and they were so perfect. And I had mixed them with a, I chopped up a watermelon and mixed them all together and put them in a bowl and I was just eating them. Yeah, I had forgotten that uh, grapes make you shit. Jeez, your turn now. I've never had that 
that issue with grapes. I know some people say that about watermelon. I've never, I never had either really affect me in that way. I never had problems with watermelon, but eating a bag of grapes was like drinking four containers of apple juice in the night. Apple juice is nothing but fiber. It'll go straight through you. I don't think I've ever had really that many issues with apple juice other than, you know, if I drink enough. I got oh, I'm sorry, apple cider. It, it was made from the place around here called Apple Hill. So straight apple, like like 100% apple cider. And I drank like, to be honest, I drank like two and a half containers. So we were at a, a burger cook-off and all the drinks were free and all I wanted, because they had beer there, but all I wanted was this apple juice because it cost like $6 a container. So I drank so much of it just by the cup that they gave me two containers for free and i was like cool so i took him to the neck and on the way home dude i had to break in anisha's office at that time to go use a bathroom like i was like if i don't i'm gonna look like a homeless person on the side of the building looking like guys night out from the Chappelle show just shitting on the side of a building and whatnot so anyhow welcome to parallel i'm derek that's brandon that's scar what are we doing episode four episode four Okay. Because I watched both. Four. I did too. So did I. But I watched a, I watched this episode last week, so you don't um, remember. Yeah. I mean this this Thank you. I don't love this. You don't love what? The show? Nope. Don't love it. It's cool, but I don't love it. Well, here's the question. Would you love it if we weren't discussing it? I probably would like it more if I could binge it. Yes. I can tell that's what it is. Because you can feel something's about to happen, but you got to keep waiting. Yeah. We're only doing one up, two episodes a week. And it's like, it's probably not going to happen to episode eight or nine. Mm -hmm. I felt that way this episode. Like something is about to, I can tell, but I enjoyed the anticipation. And Scar already told me he don't like that. So that makes sense to me. But I, today I was watching it. I was like, something's something's about to like happen. Like there's about to be some type of reveal because they're just dripping it. They're just dripping stuff. This yeah. is the uh, one of the shows that I would say is the most slow feedingest of all of the shows we watched so far, and that includes yes. the Undoing, which was only six episodes. I feel like this one is meticulous in how it's no, I think giving out information. The- the undoing was different because there was just like red hair. There was there was like red herrings all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's not this. This is the, there's not even red herrings. They're just like we ain't gonna tell y'all. We gonna give y'all this one little piece. Y'all gonna have to come back next episode. For well, episode next, five, we piece. found out a lot. Episode yes. five was dope. Yes, we did. This episode, episode four, was slow. Very. I fell asleep at work. <laughs> so episode four starts off with them doing some true cloak and dagger handoff type shit, which I thought was dope. But, you know, um, we find out that Alpha's never late for work. He's he's telling him he's telling Prime this step by step. Alpha's never late for work and he's packing a bag and Prime's like, why the fuck are you packing a bag when you're going to my house? You're supposed to look like me. And um Alpha's also telling Prime step for step what his life is like. And every Tuesday and Thursday, he meets Andre in the park and they play Go. And Prime is like, your life is very disappointing. I think the the, the point where, where where Prime and him actually play a game, it's like, 
that's in the next episode. Don't talk about it. Right. But is yeah. Go a real game? It is. It is. It is. It's actually uh the first time I saw it was actually a video game. It was on the Nintendo. I think it was called like Asterax or something like that. How do you play it? Like what is it? Check it's like fucking hard. It looks hard. <laughs> so what you do is if you put your color down, whatever the opposite color, whatever opposite color is near yours, you take it. So if there's one, if you put down a black right underneath the white and there's nothing on the side, you only take that white that's right above you. But if you take, if you put down a black and there's a white underneath you and to the right of you and above you, then you take all of them and turn them all black. So what you're trying to do is really have more of your pieces, more color or, uh, yeah, have more of your color on the board than their color when okay. the board fills up completely. And there's a point you can get to where it's like overwhelming, where there's no way you can catch up, which is what continuously happens to that Alpha because he's fucking bad at the game. <laughs> right? You don't think he's losing on purpose? Why the fuck would he lose on purpose? Well, he didn't say that he was losing on purpose, but he was just like, "I'm just here for a game." Um, it, I, it's not like it's like he wasn't even trying to win. Yeah, when he said that, all I heard was Michael Jordan saying, and I took that personally. <laughs> <laughs> you just here to what? <laughs> You're just here for the game, okay? Um, but Prime literally drops the line of the week. When he says, not only is his life very disappointing, but I can basically do whatever I want and seem like you as long as it's boring. <laughs> I died. That's I right. was a lot like, like bars, nigga. Prime's I mean, well, a lot like play reggae horns behind it. What'd you say, Brandon? Prime's a lot like Schillinger without the racism. Exactly. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah very much so. He's very, very, I mean, when you look past the racism of Schillinger, which was hard to do, but easy, because he was one of my favorite characters on the show. He's just a very steadfast, no-nonsense, I'm-gonna-get-the-job-done type motherfucker, and I'm gonna fucking dish you every single chance I get, which I appreciate. Alpha's like, hey, man, why you treat me so bad? If we're the same, why do you keep making me want to cry? <laughs> oh, I laugh mm. because, because, in my opinion, Prime doesn't respect him because he's awful. Yeah. But at the same time, I've been in a situation where you are nothing but nice to a person. They treat you like shit. So it has to be bewildering. Like, what the fuck did I do to you? And at some point, he was going to ask that. But because he's alpha, he was going to ask it in an alpha way, which is a nice way to say it. Yeah. Maybe that's why I dislike him so much, because he acts like I would have acted in that situation. Mm-hmm. Well, he's just he's just passive aggressive. Like he's, it's the It's not even passive aggressive. He's just passive. Yeah. He's just like, whatever y'all want to do is fine. You want to win? That's fine. You want my wife to go back to your mother in England? That's fine. You don't want to give me that job? That's fine. But anyway, Baldwin and Claire arrive at a safe house where Claire asked Baldwin what uh, Prime and, and Lambert asked her. And Baldwin isn't big on giving up the deets, but she's like, I didn't give him anything. 
So Claire decides to give her a gun. Like she wasn't going to give her a gun until she told her what, what she told them. Um, and Alpha's worried that they're going to discover that he is in Prime almost immediately. And Prime assures him that they won't if he keeps his fucking mouth shut. Exactly. And in return, Prime promises to read to Emily daily and tells Alpha, take your fucking wedding ring off, man. Dude, like, you're fucking up already. He had to know Howard Alfred couldn't act like him in his world. Oh, definitely. Well, that that's no the reason question. why. That's the reason why when he gets there, the whole plan was to keep him locked in that fucking room. That was the initial plan to a T. And yeah. he comes out and immediately fucks up because he tried to shake Peter's hand. And Peter tells him they don't shake hands in that dimension. It tells him that if he gets caught, I will disavow any knowledge of this setup. We on some Mission Impossible shit now, fam. Alpha watches a guy uh, get caught sneaking smokes back to the other world, and he gets hemmed up. But Alpha makes it through without any issue, and he meets Rosh on the other side, who Prime told him is the guy who will, will help you out and work with you. They get to Alpha's spot, and Rosh locks him in from the outside. You ain't going nowhere. You ain't going nowhere. <laughs> you can't go nowhere because this prime's world for life. Nigga, like literally, he doesn't even give a fuck. Rosh does not. He's just like, I can lock you up because Prime told me I should lock you up and you ain't gonna do shit about it. Right. And we did we did we mention that he that he was the one that received that message of the messaging thing at the beginning? Who Rosh? Who? No. Yeah, he was the one that received the message because he he he, he grabbed a dog and got the fuck out of there. Yeah, no, nah, I was just uh, marveling over how great this cloak and dagger was. But yes, the message ends up going to Rosh. Um, Aldrich tells Peter that he wants more eyes on Baldwin. And Peter asks him if he thinks there's any chance that the people working for them have been compromised. Aldrich's punk ass says Alpha might be. <laughs> but Peter says he trusts Prime more than he trusts Aldridge's men at this point. So what you gonna do? Then we find out that Prime actually has a daughter, Anna. So not only is he and his wife not married, but they have a daughter named Anna together. And she comes up to uh, Alpha, knock, knocks on the door, and tells Alpha that Emily's in the hospital which also lets him know that Emily's really alive. Shot mm -hmm. number two. Yeah, this is weird because it seems like, how does she know that that's where he was going to be? Because it didn't seem like that was that was, that was Prime's house. actual house. Mm -hmm. No, I think that was his house, but like he got rid of all his furniture or something. Because you got to remember, we learned that her and Howard, not that Prime, not that close. So he probably was living there and lived somewhere else now. Now that's just like a hideout spot for him. And that's why they that. sent Howard out for that. That's what it sounded like to me because he walked in there. There was nothing in that bitch. But the daughter came. But, so, the daughter, but the daughter also said she saw the other dude. That's how she knew. Mm -hmm. Wasn't it Roush? Rush. 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 R-A-A-S-H. Rush. So the neighbors found em or found Emily Prime on the floor with barely a pulse. 
She was there all night. She had a drug overdose, according to them. Uh, Lambert goes to see a side piece, but Claire meets him there and lets him know that Baldwin told the other side nothing. And sprinkle coke on the floor and make it drug related. Mm-hmm. That should work. That should work like a motherfucker. Because they all believe she was on that crack. Um, Alpha goes to see Emily, but Ian is there trying to punk him out. What are you doing here? Don't get over from Brown Hill. She said it was mine now. <laughs> <laughs> And Emily literally tells them, yo, can y'all put the dick measuring contest to the side and um, let me talk to him? And she tells Alpha that Emily's in the, or um, Emily tells him to stop that. And Ian asks Alpha, what does lighting a candle at St. Christopher's even mean? Then he tells him that this whole thing is probably Prime's fault. <laughs> it's like, like, nigga, I don't know. Like, what the fuck? The way you tell it. This whole thing is probably that nigga Prime's fault. You stay the fuck away from Emily. <laughs> I don't even know Emily, dog. Like, what? <sighs> so Prime asks Peter what he thinks of Lambert, and he says that he isn't sure. They have men on him all the time, but he's a high-ranking diplomat. Mm-hmm. And then Peter sees a woman ro- walk past and literally stops talking to Og or her, and Prime is like, for real, dog? For some reason, Peter doesn't appreciate what we all think of him, which is that he slept his way to the top. Mm-hmm. And Prime reminds him that his wife is the director's daughter. Peter tells him that when it comes to his work, though, nothing gets past him. And Prime is like, yo, Emily Alpha was a fucking agent in housekeeping and she worked under Aldridge. Peter's like, how do you know that? And Prime says, because she was my contact. She let me know months ago that things on Peter's floor were compromised and she couldn't trust anyone. And a little while later, she got hit by a car. But you should know that already <laughs> because nothing gets past you. Because that was good. Nothing gets past you. <laughs> That's called motherfucking bars, nigga. <laughs> Y'all know nothing about that. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm laughing because... While we're watching this show, the reason why I like Counterpart so much is literally J.K. Simmons. Like, everybody else can go kick rocks and suck an egg. But J.K. Simmons, the more I watch this show, I'm watching this show, and I felt compelled watching this shit to watch The Blacklist. I I am finding it hard to keep these people separate. And, like, almost all of the men, other than J.K. Simmons, are, like, all of the, like, side dudes. Um, they're all kind of running they're all kind of running together for me so like i'm like confused a lot of time because i'm trying to figure out if this is the person i think that this person is um yeah i'm not even on front uh peter and lambert look just yeah those are the only two it's just peter and lambert everybody else is pretty distinct to me yeah but those two those two i get mixed up yeah I get them two mixed up every episode. <laughs> I have to make sure my light is bright on my TV and shit because... Except I realized that Lambert is always fucking someone or got his shirt off. <laughs> At that point, I was able to tell the difference. <sighs> he has a and I think Lambert has a beard. He does. And Peter does. does not. That's I the like defining factor. I like how they're making us tell the difference between... Um, the, the Howards, because one wears black and one wears brown. So you can know when you watch it through the episode, which is which. Mm-hmm. Peter tells Prime to get his ass back to the office. And I don't know why, though. 
Prime already told his boss he was taking a personal day. <laughs> like he goes into the office. He's like, what do I do here? I thought y'all were putting me in strategy. He was like, this payroll, what you're going to do is click here. I'm taking a personal day. Yep. <laughs> so he just walked out. Yeah, he was like, I need, I need a mental day. On day one? Yes, this, nigga. This some bullshit. Hey, I'm going to get out. <laughs> like, I got to go. Fuck y'all niggas. Um, he tells Peter that he's meeting an old friend that afternoon, and Peter tries to establish some ground rules because both of their lives are on the line, and so therefore both of them are going to meet Prime's friend. Ian asks what Emily remembers, and she's like, feet. He then tells her that to the office, it seems as though she failed another drug test. And that in light of that, Dwyer has requested a full evaluation to see if she's fit to return. He wants her supervised, monitored, and followed. He wanted her fired, but Ian spoke with him because, of course, he did. Yeah. He tells her that they will fight it. Like, Ian's a dick. I know at the beginning we were like, he's a nice guy, but he's a fuck boy. Fuck out of here. Like, I feel like he's working for the other side. Like, he's a straight-up fuckboy, yo. Um, Anna tells Alpha that it was pills and a dash of cocaine in Emily's system. And just last week, she was thinking that Emily was better now and that she doesn't have to worry. Alpha coke on the floor and make it drug-related. You already said that one. I know. Still, this it still applies. Yeah, but I mean... They gave her a shot and then just dropped a bunch of pills, like... Damn, dog. Like, so you on cocaine and other stuff? And they all believed it, too. Yep. Like, it makes sense. I should have saw this coming. Why didn't I see it coming? No. Because it didn't happen. Um, Alpha apologized for not being there. And he gets cussed the fuck out for his trouble. (laughs) Anna thought she needed Prime's help, but it turns out she doesn't. And Alpha says he wants to be there, and Anna's like, it's out of guilt. Howard Prime is not that bad, because we know that Emily is the fuckboy on both of these Earths at this mm-hmm. point. And yep. he's willing to let Anna hate him. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just gotta be the bigger parent. It's hard, but sometimes yeah. you gotta do it. Yeah, the, the, the fucked up part about it is... Prime knows this situation, so when he's encountered in another episode, um, he's not even surprised by this at all. Mm-mm. Like, I knew she was on some fuck shit. Alpha says that he's gonna go, and he and Anna replies, "Of course you will, fam." At that point, I thought Prime fucked this relationship all up, just like you have the right to remain silent, bro. Um. <laughs> but he doesn't. He says he would like to stay, and then she says, stay then, and he gets flashed on some more. <laughs> right? He says they'll work together to get her some help, to get Emily some help. Prime and Peter go to see Heinrich, and they hug, and Peter leads to Prime's request, and Prime tells Heinrich that he's having a problem with their old friend. Heinrich asks if he's sure he wants to know about this, because they're fanatics in their office, and Post's been involved for a long time, moving illegals. He tells Prime that there's a source on the third floor on Alpha's side that has been feeding the mole for years. High-level clearance. Something big's about to happen. Then Alpha takes Emily home and she sees right through him. 
Like immediately. She says, mm-hmm. she tells him that just a quick word on tradecraft. A, her ex-husband wouldn't have brought her home from the hospital. B, in fact, he wouldn't even come to the hospital. And C, he wouldn't have given her his coat because it was cold outside. How long before she realizes this ain't her Howard? She, she already did. No, she didn't figure it out. She still, she just think he acting weird. No, no she, she told him shit. straight up. Look, my she ex-husband wouldn't have brought oh, you no, off. I was talking about um, Anna. Oh, Anna? Not Emily. I, uh, yeah, when at, there was a point in this episode where she sees Howard Alpha and Emily Prime interacting, and she's like, are y'all fucking? Exactly. But she never quite figures it out, though. But that's no. how kids will. That's how kids will look at a relationship, a broken relationship, where the parents are actually being nice together again. Like, did y'all? I'm gonna be real with y'all. A lot of times, when parents break up, they still fuck. Who you being real with? People out there who may not know. And so the kids will see them being nice to each other again. And they'll be like, "Y'all fucked last night, didn't you?" That's why you're being nice. This shit ain't going to last. And the kid's been through so much with the parents that they're like, I'm not falling for this shit. And so it makes them mad all over again. But Alpha tells Emily that he's not colluding with Prime. And to prove it, he immediately tells Emily everything the Prime is doing. Luckily, Prime ain't told him shit. And she says that he needs to go because Prime would never be there for that long. And he tells her, well, I... I also invited Anna over. And she's like, that will also never happen. Nadia tells Claire that she can complete the kill list and Claire doesn't want to risk it because she cares about her. Claire tells her about when she saw her other and that loneliness is a choice. Mm -hmm. Claire asks to help her and Baldwin kisses her. And Claire pushes her away, but but then the music builds and, you know, a mouth is a mouth. So they get the smanging. She was just using her. Of course. But it's like having a cigarette before you kill somebody. I mean, they already had that conversation. They, the, but she, when she had the conversation with the with the homies, they were like, you need to find a way to get rid of her. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, so I'm going to lull her into a sense of security, and then I'm going to call security to come clean her ass up. I'm going to give her that extra credit mouth. <laughs> and then... When she falls asleep, we're going to get her taken care of. Alpha and Emily and Anna sit down for dinner, and Anna's shocked that he could do more than barbecue. And this nigga really goes deep with it. Like, if you didn't think he was prime before, you should know it when he says this part. He explains the secret of the chicken is to leave it in the oven as it cools. And they were all like, oh, uh, no, nigga. I hope that he meant seasoning wasn't a part of that issue. Like, I feel like that's true, though. It is not. Why the fuck would I leave? Okay, so if I'm baking a chicken yes, and I have the foil over the top of it, then yeah, it's going to get, it's like a sous vide. It'll only yeah. get better. That's what you're talking about. He's not talking through. about fried chicken. <laughs> okay, so cool. He's right about that, but his shit still look just nasty. He hating. No, I'm just being real. It just looked unappetizing. It looked alpha. <laughs> Prime would have smacked that chicken to life and then killed it again and then made some great shit with it. Alpha's like, I put it in the oven and I let it stay in the oven as it cooled. 
That's what I did. <laughs> you figured it out. I figured I got it from a I got it from a cooking a cooking class. <laughs> you hating? I'm, I'm alpha. <laughs> you hating on her? And Anna, this is the part where she looks at them together and she's like, "Are y'all getting back together?" And they both say no. And Anna's literally mad because Emily overdosed again and nobody cares about her and she's sick of being her parent's parent. Mm -hmm. I understand that feeling. Claire put Baldwin to bed and then she pulls a blicky from out of Baldwin's knapsack and goes for a walk. There's a man who Claire walks past. And he looks very murderous in the dark. And Baldwin wakes up in that moment and realizes that Claire is gone and so is the glizzy. The man comes in shooting and she throws her knapsack at him and he gets her in a chokehold. But he forgets that he has a knife strapped to his own goddamn back. And she takes it and stabs him through the neck with it. Like, dude. Put the knife where she can't reach it. Worst assassin ever. Right? It's like... Zero Here's out of a, ten would not recommend. Right, like I, I gave him a bad review on Yelp. No, she's just a better assassin. Yeah, but you know what? I'm not gonna do as an assassin. I'm not gonna try and get somebody in a bear hug before I utilize the knife that's in my back pocket that she can reach while I'm bear hugging her. I'm not going to heaven and they're like, "Hey, man, how you get here?" See, somebody took my knife and stabbed me with it. I mean, he was an assassin. Do you really think he's going to heaven? No, but I feel like assassins go somewhere. I mean, I think I think at some point he get, he get, he has to go to the gate and be judged. I mean, there has to be an assassin's creed about this whole thing. Emily tells Alfred that the argument between Anna and them wasn't her fault. Then she asks if Anna on his side was the same, and he's like... Our daughter didn't even make it, and her name was going to be Anna, but she she died. Like, we miscarried, uh, as far as he knows. He assures her that no matter how bad it is, she and Prime are both very lucky because they have Anna and one another. And she tells him that she doesn't know what circumstances made him the way he is, but he's better than Prime. Ooh. And he offers to sleep on the couch, and she says... I don't need your protection. He's like, I know. Can I just... How are not dumb. Is it all right if I come down there and sing to you? He just ain't talked to his wife in some weeks. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. Peter asks Prime if he trusts uh, Heinrich's intelligence, and Prime says he's never been wrong. There's a mole on Peter's floor under Aldrich's watch, and Prime says that he's too exposed, and until Peter finds out what's what, it's best if he stays out of it by being alpha as much as possible. And the nigga literally grimaced as he said it. Like, now I got to go to that job. <laughs> and make the chicken with the foil. Um, Peter's also shocked that Alpha knew nothing about Emily, even after being together for many, many years. And Prime said it seems that loyalty is his biggest flaw, just like Prime. Then Prime and Alpha walk into Anna's room and sigh. You know, they both walk into the separate rooms. Anna's room and Prime World is all fully decked out. And Anna's room and Alpha World is just boxes of what could have been. 
And they both have a melancholy moment. That was a good scene. Alpha's writing a note to Emily when she comes out and says they can help each other because the office is watching her, but not him. She says it will be strange for her, them working together, but it will also be strange for him. She likes him. He's nice. He walks outside and has, like, confidence, and Rosh is waiting outside of her apartment. And he says to Rosh, he would like to get to do whatever he wants. And so he would also like Prime's keys. And he tells Rosh the next time that he talks to Prime, let him know that he loves the new digs and he leaves. That's the end of the episode. Alpha's got a brand new bag. Suddenly, he would like to stay on your island. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He is really really like enjoying his life and trying trying to figure out like, wow, you had a family, dog. I would say that he's living a better life over in Prime World than he was with Alpha World. Yes, because he's actually living a life there. Mm-hmm. And nobody knows him. So he can literally be who he wants. He's not beholden to the job. He's not beholden to anything. You mm-hmm. know, the people who think they know him think he's prime, so they're going to give him a wide berth because motherfucker's a killer. So he's living his best life. He ain't going back and forth with you niggas. Brandon, you got anything? Nope. Scar, you got anything? Same old, same old. Um, same thank you to thank you to the folks that uh, wished me happy birthday a few days ago. I wish you happy birthday a few days ago. Yeah, you did. You called me. I did. But I I got a few calls from people, but like most of the people who called me wanted to talk about themselves. Um, so I spent most of my birthday like. I really need to be a therapist so I can actually get paid for this shit. That is, um, that is not only fucking rude, but it's also a weird thing to do when you call somebody to tell them happy birthday. How the fuck did that work out? It just, they just, people just wanted, just kept talking. Uh, and eventually it became about them. Um, but I had, I had a really good day the day before. You need to I dad went, that shit. I went out. I went out with a friend, and we we had a great time. Um, we went to we did the Dave and Buster's thing. Okay, um, and that was that was super cool. You I know what I found out? Dave and Buster's actually has pretty good food, considering. Man, I look from the food area. I could not get past the fish smell. Oh, that was the, the place area. where I went to. Is it the food area? It just smelled like straight fish. Like it didn't. Like it was just like ugh. As soon as you walked in the door, it was well. Actually, no. Before you walked in the door, because the food area is up front for the one that I went to, so like it just smelled like straight fish, and it was just I, I don't eat fish, so it was just kind of like off putting. Yeah, very much so. So we so we left. We were gonna actually eat there, and then we left, and we was like, nah, fuck that shit. I've and only was, been to eat at Dave and Buster's twice. Once when we were at a tournament in Los Angeles, and once when Nisha and I were, you know, it was just a, hey, we both had the day off, let's go on a date sort of thing. So I busted her ass and uh, popped a shot, and then we got something to eat. I mean, I, it's... it's I, I got drinks in there before. That was good. The drinks were good. I mean, and this might be an unpopular opinion. That used to be a scar show. That's why I like saying it. Um, But... 
I'm a nigga who honestly still loves eating bowling alley food. Nah, I mean, alley only has good fries. Exactly. But their fries are fucking fantastic, fam. Like they make them chili cheese fries. Chili cheese fries at the bowling alley is the shit, son. Undefeated. They put the jalapenos on top of it. Undefeated. Like they know they about to put their foot in it. Mm. Mm Mm-mm. So yeah, if I like <laughs> if if you like bowling alley food, then yeah, Dave and Buster's is a great place to eat. I feel like that should be their slogan. These fries hit, dog. That should be the slogan. These fries hit, dog. Hey man, our fries hit and they ain't cost too much. Right? Honestly, I think the fries might have cost like seven bucks for a big ass like tray. With cheese and jalapenos and chili and sour cream and all types of shit. I didn't eat I was, nothing. I don't think I've ever eaten anything else at a bowling alley. Why would I? I really want some chili cheese fries right now. Right? Like they are so thorough. You motherfucker. I'm sorry. You know I love you. <laughs> there has to be a bowling alley nearby. Yeah, but it's not it's not what it's not what I would say is actually close. It's like they say in the movie. Every town has an Elm Street. <laughs> right. But I mean, it's like, but I live in Richmond, so like everything takes about a half an hour to get to. Mm, that's bad news. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not necessarily true, but it feels like that. He should move to bad news. No, he should. I'm from not. bad news. I'm from bad news. I'm, I came here to get away from bad news. Yeah, he back. should never go back. No, they got a beach. I miss, I miss home. Yes, uh, that's one thing I never thought that I, I, I never thought that I would miss the beach because it's not like I really partake, part, partook. Okay, it's not like I really went there very often while I was there. But when I got here, I, I really kind of missed the water. Because mm-hmm. ain't nothing here water wise but the grimy ass James River. James River, man. What can I say about that except for ugh. Yeah, that shit grimy as fuck. Right? Somebody, somebody, somebody posted this picture of supposedly um, uh, someone seeing like a it looked like a whale shark um, in the James River, and I'm like, if that was actually the James River, you wouldn't have been able to see the fucking whale shark. <laughs> like you know, what I mean? like what is we talking about here? That water is way too clear to be the James River. You got to be out your fucking mind. Oh, man. 916-633-1537. Return to Oswater, gmail.com. Scar's on Twitter at Scarfinger. Y'all can still hit him up and tell him happy birthday. I know it's an evergreen show, so I hope y'all tell him like 20 years from now and shit. On Twitter 3. Yeah. Um, Brandon's on Twitter at that cool yep. black nerd. Black is spelled B-L-K. You know how far we've come. I used to oh, just be like... there's a game y'all should play on the Twitch. It's don't, called don't, the Unsighted. Don't be out here on Elon Musk's Twitter um, wishing me a happy birthday, and it's not my damn birthday. This is that's for y'all. Wish people. my nigga that's happy for the, birthday. That's for the future people. That's for the future people oh. on Elon Musk on Elon Musk's Twitter. He is gonna own that shit. What's the game called, Brandon? It's called Unsighted. Unsighted. Yeah. What's that about? It's cool as hell. It's like this black girl. It's like a. It's like a. Uh, it looked like a Super Nintendo game. But it's like this black girl who's a star. I'm out. As soon as you say it looks like Super Nintendo, I'm out. And she fucks people up. 
and you got all types of weapons and stuff. It's like it's really cool. Okay. I'm excited. It's okay. an indie game. Wait, it's on it's on Xbox too. It's an indie game. Yeah, but he knows I play the Switch. I got it on the Switch because I need to play on my Switch. This game finally came out. Okay, and it's like a Metroidvania, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, it is. I read a preview for this like in February, I think, and then completely forgot about it. Yeah, every place that rates it gives it like 9 or 10 out of 10. Yeah, no, it was very highly regarded. And yeah, it's really good. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna swoop this up right now. Thank you. I've only I've only really been playing Two Point Campus because I'm now recording videos for it. So you beat it, and now you're going back through it to beat it up again. Yeah, because I know a whole bunch of people who are stuck. Yeah, you, you tell us that. Where do you ever put the link into where I can put it in the show notes or something? It's on it's on my my YouTube, Scarfinger Hood Rich. Okay, so y'all know where to get it at now. So, um, the show is on Twitter at RTO Podcast, and I'm on Twitter at Return, or no, I'm not. I'm on Twitter at Ratchet Book Club. Um, you can leave a review on Spotify. You can also leave a review on Apple Podcasts. You can leave a review on uh, the Good Pods app. Spotify. Oh, and you can leave a review on Podchaser. Um, you can donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast. Right now, literally $1 will get you access to almost everything on the site, uh, including the conversation we had about uh, the one-hit wonders list. That was completely wrong. Um, You can also uh, hear about the little girl with the exemplary shut the fuck up Hannah line that's still like all pro. Um... The only thing that costs more than a dollar are my recipes. Those cost 15 bucks. Uh, you can also donate to the show at buymeacoffee.com slash single simulcast. Or, no, buymeacoffee.com slash sscast. You can buy us a drink. And you can leave a tip on the Good Pods app in the tip jar. And then just a tip. Thank y'all so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. I'm going to holler at you later. Peace. It's no secret. That the both of us are running out of time. This is single simulcast. Don't know about now, did you say?